Welcome to the underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. What is up and welcome to the underground. It is Ned, joined by of Mice and Men vocalist, Aaron Pulley. Aaron, how are you, man? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm going really well, man. Great to see you in person too, man. Exciting times for of Mice and Men with the release of Timeless. What can you tell us about this one? Uh, these were three songs that we started working on shortly after Ship Rock last year. Uh, we did the entire recording process and writing process over zoom um and then i mixed and mastered it so it was something we did entirely in-house like during the uh during the pandemic you know since we lost touring it was kind of the most appropriate thing to do was to try and spend our time working on writing new songs so keep us sane and keep giving our uh, our fans some content you know kind of keep that conversation moving yeah it's interesting that you've gone about going you're going to release three eps now is that right mm-hmm correct at least at least oh i like that right there hopefully that's a little bit of a drop so three songs are out now they're they're very very good what can you tell us about the upcoming uh songs off the new eps uh i don't want to give away too much because then i won't have anything to come back and talk about but um (laughs) no you know it's um for us you know it, it we after doing six albums we were really interested in releasing music in shorter format just so we can get it out to our fans uh, with less lag time than if you were to create and curate an album's worth of material and then get that ready for release and whatnot. So, uh, and I also think it allows you a little bit more room uh, to kind of push creative boundaries because you don't necessarily have to thread the needle through 10 songs on an album or whatever an album's worth of material would be. Um, so you kind of don't really have to worry as much about blurring the lines a little bit. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of uh, freeing in a way. But it also just, you know, fundamentally, it allows us to release new music every few weeks for the rest of the year. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think you guys have hit the nail on the head big time there. Actually, in this day and age, 2021, people are sort of, you know, thriving for new content and whatnot. You release all your music at once, bam. What else do they have to look out for? I think you guys have gone about it in the right way. I think in the in the traditional sense of, you know, the, the reason why you would drop an album's worth of material is because you were then going to be touring that record for 18 months, you know, playing those songs uh, before you made another one. So I think because there there isn't that sort of outlet of expression or communication, it's for us, it feels a little bit like we're sort of bridging that gap. Um, and at the same time, you know, it, it eventually it will end up being an album's worth of material, at least, you know, so I think... Um, I don't know. And for us, it's just, it's, it's exciting and it's refreshing too, you know, because you do something six times the same way or relatively the same way. It's kind of nice to switch it up a little bit. You know, you're working on multiple creative projects at one time, instead of one big project, you're working on three smaller projects and you get to sort of expand and figure out where you're going to thread the needle with, you know, whether it's aesthetically or sonically, it's, it's always just kind of cool. Yeah. It's been, it's been a cool process. It does seem like a cool process and bands in, well, once again, in this time of COVID and whatnot, have had to go about doing things this way, Aaron. And I think it's great that you've got that. And you mentioned touring throughout there. And I guess you get asked this in every interview, but what, what is Of Mice and Men's sort of 
current status on touring? What what do you think you'll be? What do you think you'll be? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if touring is going to be a thing anytime soon. Um, it's not looking that way here. Um, I don't know. We have stuff on the books for Europe in summer, and I I don't know. My whole thing is once it's safe to do so, I think we'll get back on the road. But like, we definitely. Um, I don't think we're itching to be like the first band back, <laughs> you know, I think we're all, we're all kind of in the same boat where we want to wait until it's safe for everybody because it's music is supposed to be entertainment. You know, you're not supposed to risk life and limb to do so. So yeah, but then we'll be back. No, I couldn't agree with that right there, uh, right anymore, man. Like you want to be safe. You want to be happy. You don't want to be going out and setting a bad example, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, you just don't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anybody in harm's way playing a show with a barricade that's faulty. I wouldn't do it if there was a risk of somebody getting egregiously sick, you know, and I, I suppose before there were risks, I, I got sick every tour I ever went on because I was always hanging out with people and meeting people and, you know, but I think it's a pandemic, it's different. So once it's safe to do so, we'll get back out. But until then, we're just going to keep working on new music and just plucking away at it. Yeah. And I had a note here. I had to say this to you because my son got very excited when I said I'm interviewing Aaron from Of Mice and Men. And he's like, Of Mice and Men? That's the exact book they're reading in school at the moment. So there you go. <laughs> That's rad. Yeah, kind of cool right there, man. But uh, tell us about signing with Sharp Tone. That's that label right now has just gone from strength to strength. And you guys just seem to be the perfect fit. And it was sort of a bit of a surprise for the new year. Um, yeah, it's funny because we actually signed with them like early on last year. Um, but there was like, you know, there wasn't really much to do besides work on music. So, um, no, you know, they, they are a massive, um, they're, they're a massively creative company in terms of how they want to push the boundaries in terms of releases. When we actually started taking meetings with labels, you know, one of the things we talked about was how we wanted to release music in shorter formats. You know, we want to release EPs. We want to be able to create a single and be really stoked about it and give it to our label and release it instead of, you know, being stuck in in album deals with like terms and sunset clauses and everything like we wanted to like be able to release music as organically as we create it and they were not only on board with that but they were like really excited about figuring out you know the best and most productive ways of doing that so instead of just giving us the creative freedom to do that they became a creative partner and they've been huge in like liaising a lot of like the graphic design stuff um, a lot of the animation and things like that so they've been a great team and you know it's it's awesome because you know we didn't leave rise because we had a bad relationship um we still love those guys you know it's um they're like family uh it's just nice you know after doing something you know six times it's nice to just change it up a bit you know and the thing about it is those albums and those releases the the of mice and men uh rise catalog it, you know it's going to be there so um it's just kind of an evolving legacy rather than like oh they they changed <laughs> it's different now it's all different you know yeah i actually i love that because when you come out and said it you said it's all still love with rise records which i which i thought was great oh of course a lot of people come out and start bagging the you know the old label and whatever but nothing like that no oh, that was great no and there's and there's kind of no reason to you know right like they they always allowed us to be as creative they met they there was never one instance in which there was 
mix notes or like changes to songs or material or anything like that. So got nothing but love for Rise, you know. But it's been great working with Sharp Tone because they are just hungry and sort of the the creative visions for the future of where the scene could end up and where music releases could end up like they're really on the forefront of wanting to like push those some of those boundaries in in rock music so i think it's really cool that they're doing that oh yeah not most definitely and you said you know about the animation and whatnot with sharp tone records tell us about the this animated video i like this a lot it's very artistic so they were behind that were they for obsolete um, so yeah, they help like they help, you know, liaise all the directors and things like that because we will come to labels or to our management or, or whomever uh, our creative partners are and say, hey, we want like we want to do something that's an animated video that's based around the artwork Derek Hess created because we love Derek. Like his artwork is iconic. He did a bunch of like album art and tour posters and stuff for several like iconic bands for us when we were growing up you know in, in our high school years in like the early 2000s and whatnot so um yeah no they were like huge and and um it was actually sean keith at sharp tone that was like hey this is the guy his name's frankie nasso we really want to get him involved and like he worked hand in hand with frankie to make sure that the video you know it, that the vision came to life the way that that he understood it because he makes it a point to want to understand our vision for things to help bring that to life for our fans. So it's been really, really cool. Yeah, and Frankie and his team killed it because I think that video is awesome. <laughs> that video is awesome right there. I love it. Put it all together very nicely. So Aaron, you've got the new EP out now, Timeless. Is there any way that you can, I know you said earlier and it's fair enough, you can't really give too much away, but is there a bit of a timeline maybe for the the rest of these EPs possibly? Possibly a timeline. I mean, there's just going to be new music every few weeks for the rest of the year. Whatever yep, that ends like up looking that. like. Yeah, every few weeks. There you go. You can't ask for much more than that. All right, man. And, a, and, a, and a, a, few, a few could be as little as three. A few could be as many as six or seven. I don't know. A few is kind of like, I don't know. A few is definitely less than 10, right? I don't know. But see, here's the other cool thing, too, is there's not like super concrete plans or anything like that. We are sitting on a ton of material that we have, and it's just about kind of figuring when the right time to fire off is so it's kind of it's really been kind of cool and it's kind of interesting it, it's always it's like an art project that's always kind of evolving you know like after this i have some emails where i'm going to look at some artwork and some merch because all of it's all interconnected you know it, it all tells a, a a piece of the story in a way so um yeah it's really cool it's like just a bunch of different art projects going on yeah, that is fantastic right there. I'm trying to read and analyze what you're saying there. I'm like, I think he's sitting on a ton of music he's about to drop, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Oh, yeah. Well, and not just sitting on it, but creating it, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, um, you have to think if EP one's coming out now, EP two is going to probably come out in a few months and then EP three is going to come out later on at the end of the year. We're right now working on finishing up EP three and then who knows what EP four will be after that, if there is EP four, but we are we're a band where as soon as we're done creating an album we literally start writing almost immediately because we usually find that it's those songs that you write right after you're finished with an album are usually the best sort of bridging songs between your last album and whatever your new works end up you know being i don't know if you can hear my dog snoring or not but i, I actually can and i'm like the there whole she time, is the whole time there and i'm like is that his stomach or is that a dog 
Don't say anything. Yeah. Don't say anything. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I've just been just been just been farting the entire interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Right. No. No. She's been snoring. Oh, fantastic. What's the dog's name? Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. My dog Panda out in the lounge room at the moment. Hopefully you can't hear her snoring. She does get pretty loud. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that is fantastic, man. Let's change things up to you real quick before I let you go. I want to know, if you were doing music, you seem like a pretty artistic sort of fellow. What do you think you'd be doing? Mm, drugs. Whoa. <laughs> Hard drugs. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I think about that a lot. You know, I... Uh... At one point in time, I really wanted to either be a professional skateboarder or a musician. And I definitely chose to be a musician because I got to like, maybe like 16 or 17 years old. And I just like my shins, I just didn't like getting hit in the shin anymore. I don't think anybody likes it, but like I particularly disliked it. So I don't know. It's hard to say. I'd probably, if I wasn't in a band, I'd probably still be like producing, you know, and doing like mixing and mastering work and stuff like that. But I don't, I can't imagine a life without music. So maybe yeah. it would be hard drugs, which I don't add, <laughs> which I don't advocate. I don't advocate doing that, but you know, there's a high likelihood. Yeah. I, lo- I like how you, you, you just, just that just right. kidding. Uh, most definitely. I can't wait until though. I can't wait. Can't wait for the blog posts. <laughs> Aaron Polly probably would do hard drugs. <laughs> All right, man. Sorry. It's been so- a day. I want to find out a little bit about you, man. And you possibly just answered the question that I'm about to ask. What's a bit of a surprising fact that might spin of Mice and Men fans out to know about you? I guess the fact that you'd be doing hard drugs if you weren't in the band. Is there anything else? A little bit out there and kooky? Oh, God. Um, Probably not, man. I mean, I, I I like playing PC games. I guess a weird fact is, I guess, technically, if you consider childhood martial arts uh, lessons or practices, if that, like, continues on into adulthood, then technically I'm a second-degree black belt. That is super cool right there. And- but I was, like, 10, so oh, you couldn't ask me to do any of it, and I can't kick above my waist, so not much of a, not much of a threat. I would uh, like to see visuals of that, especially with Cobra Kai being so big now. Yeah, huh? No, back in the uh, back in the day, it was the movie Three Ninjas. Oh, like just, yeah. I, yeah, oh. I was like, oh, I got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it how that, because I'm a bit older than you, so I love it how Three Ninjas was your thing right there. I think that's fantastic. All right, man, one oh, yeah. last thing. One last thing before I let you go. I wanna, can I get a recommendation from you for people listening or people watching? What's something that you recommend? It can be a book, movie, music, not hard drugs, not hard drugs i recommend doing you know between five and 15 minutes a day of just something creative i think human beings uh as a species we have survived this long and we you know got out of the caves and built civilizations because of our creativity and we're now at a point in human history where everything's kind of done for us and there is no shortage of food and water shelter and Part of your reptilian ancient brain needs to create something and it does wonders, at least for me personally, it does wonders for my mental health. Uh, It kind of keeps me grounded. I think even if I wasn't doing it for a a vocation or a career, I would do it as a hobby. Um, I would just recommend everybody just 
find something creative to do. Even if you're just going to doodle or you want to learn origami or something, just exercise that little part of your ancient brain, you know, and just go out and do something a little creative. Just yeah. a little bit, you know, it's, 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 it's healthy and it's grounding. And it's, I, I swear it's something that I, I feel like as a species, we're kind of getting disconnected from with technology and stuff like, you know, you or I, I, at least in my life, I've never had to be creative to survive in the traditional sense of food, water, shelter, safety, you know, like, so um, I find that in music, uh, I wish I could draw, but I can't, <laughs> you know, but yeah, just, just have some sort of creative hobby to do because it's, it's a good, uh, healthy thing to exercise. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic recommendation right there, Aaron. It is. Uh, yeah, and don't do don't don't do hard drugs. Probably, Please. I've never you know I've never done them, so I can't tell you. But I could say you know scientifically, probably you shouldn't. Can, right, that's good advice. Probably don't that. do drugs. Do not, do not, Aaron. Do not do drugs. Oh man. Aaron Polly from I can't even believe I said that and then, neither can I man I'm spun out let's just skip over that bit real quick the new EP is out now it's called <laughs> Timeless we've got a whole bunch of new music on the way be sure to hit these guys up facebook.com slash of mice and I love your other handles here for Twitter and Instagram Aaron O-M-N-M yep there you go yeah thank I think, you I think, and then I think Facebook is like of mice I don't know they're kind of all over the place Maybe you just Google it, you'll find it. If 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 you Google of my cement and you end up in the John Steinbeck sort of section, then you, you turn down the wrong corner. But you definitely did. I would like to point out though, you've got many, many more likes than what that one does on your Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Steinbeck. Just kidding. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.